0: BSBOT some number one of the last ever public facing BSBOTs. If you were not listening every week and maybe you just popped on for this one, I'm not sure why. Our BSBOTs will be going behind our Patreon paywall in two weeks. Yes, the dreaded paywall. Gregory, how are you? Well, I'm fine. I I, I am I am building that wall. Build the build the wall. Build the wall. We're independent. We can do whatever we want. Isn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> Um, not too much to talk about with the Ranger game tell you that uh, we are recording a little bit early because uh, usually we do this after the game Gregory last week had a wedding I will be seeing my in-laws I know we'll be celebrating Christmas and Thanksgiving back to back and not in that order so uh, uh, I will be not be able to record after the Devils game on Thursday night so there you go there's my excuse now that we got that out of the way Igor Shesterkin has his first ever shutout as a New York Ranger Puchnevich scores what is allegedly allegedly the 28,000 goal in NHL, uh, not sorry, New York Ranger history. Artel Finarian scores a goal. Uh, I mean, and breaks Mark Messier's 100-game record. That's pretty much the entire takeaway from uh, from the game, with the exception that Steve Valiquette is a absolute wizard who projected that they uh, would have a shutout at the end of the game. The Devils played okay. Igor Shesterkin played better. There's really not a lot to take away. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about Kraft's off time on ice. Is there anything that you wanted to get out of the way? As like "Mm, that was something interesting I saw. No.
1: Yeah. It was cut and dry. That not a not a whole lot you could really learn from that game specifically. It's still nuts. I understand that Shostakin is still shy of like forty career games. Yes, but it's just it's it's still crazy that last night was his first shutout. Yeah, he should have had many before. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, because it's, it's how many times we've we said that he's played exceptionally well. So it, it's just crazy that the amount of times he's played exceptionally well, which are more often than not, that a goal has still gotten behind him.
0: It, it's, it, it's a little nut, nuts bar to think about. I believe there are still, 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 there were still seven, uh, exceptionally high danger chances that Sesterkin's face last night and he stopped them all. So congratulations to Igor Sesterkin, who has his first of, of hopefully many, 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 many shout outs for the New York Rangers. Uh, he has a long way to go to quick catch Hank, probably never will. And um, and, and there we go. The Devils game, I, I really don't, it's, we do sometimes become on this podcast and I'm like, man, I learned so much from that game. I know that we there we could take away so many different aspects of what we could talk about Quinn, the, the certain player development, but there really isn't, I didn't learn too much because the Devils' game, uh, the Devils' team that we were playing against, is now officially the youngest team in the league, and they looked. They made Brett Howden look dangerous at some points. That's the best way I can describe them. There was time where Brett Howden created ice, for him, ice and space for himself, and that has not really happened at all this season. So they are a team that's going to struggle, and we're going to play them three more times this week, Greg. I don't even know like what we'll be able to learn about this team, except for you're going to want the Rangers to win three more times. If you, if you want to believe in the 6% chance of them winning, uh, of them making the playoffs and you're going to have to root hand over fist for the Buffalo Sabres who uh, hired a new assistant GM today. And then also have news uh, for their captain, Jack Eichel, which we will discuss in a second, but that's really what you're rooting for right now. You're rooting for the Buffalo Sabres to kick ass and you're rooting for the Rangers to continue doing what they're doing to the New Jersey Devils and Just answer me this, Greg. Do you see a situation where, I guess, there is a back-to-back on the weekend, right? Saturday, Sunday. So that would be, Igor's going to start every game, except that one of those games is going to be either Georgiev or Keith, right?
1: Yeah. But that's been pretty well established for the last couple of weeks at this point. The only start Georgiev has gotten recently was on the back end of a back-to-back. And there was even the opportunity for Quinn to stick with Georgiev because, one, he played really well against the Islanders, and two, he has a history against the Islanders of just domination. He does. So if there was ever a time where Quinn was going to play not not the hot hand, but the the sexy pick yeah. because of all the circumstances surrounding him, it would have been that second Islander game, and he still went with Igor. So it is firmly Igor's net, and it's going to remain firmly Igor's net for the rest of the season. I, Yeah, I mean – I'm I'm sure we'll talk about this with our friend Jeff in the coming days, maybe on next week's BSBOT when this four-game series is all said and done. But it's not just that this is the youngest forward group in the NHL now. It's that unlike with the Rangers and their children, these are children who are legitimately – they're coming in here without background in terms of prospect status,
0: right? The pedigree. yeah, like Jack like, Hughes and Hughes. Nico Heischer, of course, like they have yeah, the pedigree. Take, take
1: away Hughes, Heischer, uh Bratt, the, the guys you, that we've seen around a lot. But like Yanni Koukanen, he's a guy that's trying to prove he can play in this league. Mikhail my, uh, Maltsev, same thing. Sharon Govich, shame, same thing. Tyce Thompson, these are all guys that they are trying to establish whatever their NHL futures will be and there is no future promised for any of them. So while part of that is very exciting, if you're the New Jersey Devils, because you're essentially giving open tryouts to players to allow them to earn spots for you in the long term, it should be clean picking for the Rangers, a team that not just on paper is better than the Devils, but the product itself is better than the Devils in every stretch of the imagination. It will be. I know a lot of people have said the Rangers need to get six of eight points. I'll be honest, if they get less than seven
0: it, it, it kind of seems like a failure. It does. And there, that, there's no,
1: there's just no room for
0: error at this point. There is none, and and there was some struggles for the New York Rangers last night. It was one of the most lopsided one nothing games i I've seen through two periods where the Rangers had, I think, exceptionally like seven or eight, what I thought, great goal scoring chances in the first, and the second was sort of a dud. But to have it that be a one-goal game going into a third had me like, oh, wow, the New York Rangers hockey experience. I can't believe we're doing this yet again. The Rangers have to, you know, when you want to be a great team, and let's not let's not beat around the bush here. You and I think the window opens next year, at least partially. The air is going to be starting to flow in. If you want to develop into that great team, you've got to put your foot down, and this Devils team, as you stated, is not in any – can you name one facet of their game that's superior to the New York Rangers? I can't name one. Yeah, they're professional um, hockey players. It's tough. Everyone gets paid, you know. But
1: it, uh, well, it, it it's difficult. As superior than the Rangers, no. But I mean, I'm still a big Nico fan. Yeah, and I still. Obviously, Jack Hughes is fa- fantastic as well. Jack Hughes shit but, on my
0: lawn. Yeah, whatever. I talk shit about him, he does it. So yeah, sure
1: does. Absolutely. Uh, like that's a very good one-two down the middle, where if you were trying to start from scratch, mm-hmm. hard to think of a better top. Top two centers that you'd rather start down the middle with than those two. Yeah, it's like um, the Oilers
0: and then um probably. Yeah. Oh uh, I mean I'm sure there are others as well that we're not thinking of. Uh I'm just thinking of it, trying to think of the relatively young two centers. I don't know. Oh, obviously McDavid and Drysidle stand out in that situation. Drysidle is he I thought he was a winger. Doesn't he also play center? Am I crazy? I don't know. Who who gives he a shit? He plays with Fuck McDavid him. all the time. Okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I People I just, yell I, at us. Yeah, I good good for them uh enjoy edmonton i hear it's lovely
0: he does play left wing i'm sorry my yeah apologies. i don't know superior than the rangers no, uh, no says he plays center too i'm an idiot whatever
1: you're talking yourself in circles here yep you just
0: good good good
1: for edmonton's all you had to say um <laughs> yeah they're not they're not the defense is a problem uh they have to pay pk suban nine million dollars next year i mean the good news is the good news so is Devils—they the have, devils, they, they have forty-three million anybody.
0: dollars, is what you're yeah, saying.
1: They, they're yeah. paying—they're paying Nico right now. They, they have fifty million dollars in cap space today. I know that's not actual, real cap space that they have. It's more cap space than the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning have, though. I'll tell you that right now. Are they just? <laughs> are the Lightning just borrowing cap space from the Devils? Yeah. Is that how the Lightning are able to sign all these guys? Tampa Bay Lightning are cheating. Yep, we got it out of the yeah, way. Fucking cheating, unbelievable. Yep. Fucking chodes. Wow. Hey, you know what? You know what? I am happy to say to the Goddamn Tampa Bay Lightning that I haven't been able to say for a couple weeks, couple months, go maybe ahead. even a year. Yeah, suck a dick, oh. Tampa Bay. <laughs> like, get get fucked. Like the hardest, the hardest pounding of fucked you've ever gotten in your life. That's what Tampa Bay. It's is so right.
0: funny because I was I was happy for them when they won the cup. Obviously, with the Ryan McDonough and uh, and the former Rangers down there, Dan Girardi, obviously sure. not on the team at that point in time. But I, I was happy. Sure. I've been happy for former Rangers that go down south and. And win a cup. It's a nice feeling, but it's not the players' fault they're cheating. Yeah,
1: it's true. But at the same time, it you know it, it's it's what came first. The Astros, and the trash can. That that's kind of the hmm. the situation we're dealing with in Astros Tampa Bay in now the trash too. Trash can. Yep, it's
0: true. Uh, did you just try to sing the beats to me there, buddy? I, yeah, I did. It was I don't I didn't try. I'm I don't know. I'm embarrassed now. Let's move on. Uh, okay. The situation in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I think this is important to talk about because, it, and twofold, two different things here. With first, first things first, we have Mr. Krestov, Mr. Young Krestov, as uh, as Mr. Sam Rosen keeps calling him that, which I, I really do love. He I, he never really called Kapokaka or Lafreniere Young. LaFreniere or young Capocacco, but young Kraftstoff continually comes from him, which is great. He's played a tremendous first couple games. Listen, small sample size, whatever you want to say, blah 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 blah. Dude looks like an NHL player. Has really come to play and has been super noticeable and has played not only on every single line once, but twice now, Gregory, where he's been bingo line every single game. Quinn moves him up and down the whole time. Clearly is giving him I know he, he led the the first period nice time. So everyone can clap for for Quinn for doing that. Now, Jack Eichel, on the other hand, we've talked about these two players linked together many times over the past couple months. We've always sort of said, and I think we've been on kind of record, that we believe the package for Jack Eichel, if it does happen for the New York Rangers, will will be similar, something like Niels Lundqvist, Kravtsov, and a pick. Or two. And maybe another prospect. Which would be what it would take to get a top 10 center in the NHL. Jack Eichel went under surgery today. I believe he had a herniated disc in his neck. Is that correct? I'm trying to make sure I have this right. Uh, I'll see if I can. I'll follow up with myself in a second. That is, that is correct. Um, I've tried, I'm not a medical doctor. I wanted to make sure, but that doesn't sound great to me. He's expected to make a full recovery and be ready by next season. There, To me, and I've spoken to some people about this, there are concerns about Jack Eichel looming. The surgery maybe makes it uh, teams a little bit more wary of obtaining him, despite the talent, with the emergence of Kraftstoff already uh, – performing like an NHL player with the accolades that Neil Lundquist gets. Have you wavered at all on the package uh, going to the possible package that we propose here on Blue Shirts Breakaway going to Buffalo, uh, possibly for Jack Eichel this summer? No, no.
1: Yeah, I, Vitaly crafts off regardless of how well he plays for the New York Rangers. Uh, I will have no hesitation to put him in a trade for Jack Eichel. Same goes for Neil's Lundquist, Same goes for the next two first round draft picks that the New York Rangers haven't even made yet. Same goes for Ryan Strom. If it takes all of those pieces to get Jack Heichel, done and done. It, it would be like if he asked me, do I think Joe Burrow is still going to be a very good NFL quarterback despite the fact that he blew out his knee in his rookie season. Yeah, I'm still very confident that Joe Burrow is going to be a very good quarterback, uh, whether it's with the Cincinnati Bengals or wherever. Um, yeah, I, I get it. it. They're never ideal to get a neck surgery. Don't care how old you are. Don't care, um, the circumstances surrounding it. At the same time, I think it's it, it's going a step a little too far to worry about it in the degenerative category that we've seen with other notable athletes. You know, the the David Wrights, the Peyton Mannings, those kind of guys. Those surgeries also happened much later in their careers, right? Michael still um, very young. Yeah, and we don't know the severity of the herniated disc. I'll be quite honest, I'm. I'm not saying the Sabers are lying. I believe that Jack Eichel is getting uh, surgery for a herniated disc in his neck. But I also would be certain that if the Sabers were better this season, either Jack Eichel got this surgery earlier and he's back on the ice by now, or this is maybe not a surgery Jack Eichel worries about in the moment. I, I, I gotta, it, I, it I, is fishy. I, the to conspiracy me. theory, the conspiracy theorist in me, is just running wild. I. I said this when Eichel first left the lineup, that Eichel told the Sabres he was hurt and was less actually hurt. He knew that he didn't want to literally or figuratively or both put his neck on the line for this team because he seems a
0: fucking dumpster. Yeah, for that was him. a good way to put it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't know if they, I would go so far to say that this injury scares me off Eichel. Do I think it could possibly lower the price on him a little bit? Maybe. I would take the opportunity to take that chance. I, if I'm the New York Rangers,
0: I'm calling, which I'm sure Buffalo knows yeah. is going to happen.
1: Yeah, and I got to tell you, I, there, again, once again, another trade deadline is come and gone, and once again, I'm yet to see a, a situation in which I'm to think this Buffalo Sabers front office is going to get maximum value for one of their own assets. I I'm knocking on that door every day, and twice on Sunday. I don't the, the surgery doesn't bother me. I think the circumstances surrounding the surgery lend more questions about the Buffalo Sabres than they do Jack Eichel. I think it's easy to forget about what exactly Jack Eichel is at his peak because it's been a while now since we've seen it. All these things add up to good things for the New York Rangers if you're talking about trying to trade for someone, a star, mind you, for 40 cents on the dollar. Eat it up all day. I, I'm, I'm here for it. I The Ranger fans that are now saying that they have some pause about wanting to trade for Jack Eichel, I think you're kidding yourself a little bit. I really do. I think you're overthinking the situation. You're, you're going you're going a little too far. It, it, it sounds a lot like the Met fans who are like, well, you know, Francisco Lindor didn't have a good 2020, so I don't know if I really want to trade for him. Okay, in a bullshit COVID season, he had a bullshit year. Talk to me at the end of this year or next year, and then let me know how you feel. I'm making the trade. I, I No hesitation about it. Kravtsov's look great. It's not a knock at all on Kravtsov. No, he looks Great awesome. for him. Great for the Rangers. The Rangers still have too many wingers. Got to move one of them. Yeah, and Gauthier can't address... even play in this
0: lineup right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I feel bad for Gauthier. Me too. Because I, th- I do but think he's talented, dude. I really do. I do as well. I, th- I think he's – I don't know
1: if he's ever going to reach a star level. I don't know if he's even going to be like a guy that scores 20 goals a season. But he's a very useful hockey player that should be in someone's starting lineup. The Rangers just have an insane amount of wingers. Yeah, so they and, can't play him.
0: and I know Brett Howden's playing because he's Brett Howden. I get that. It's just a, it's just a situation where it's like, well, uh, we'll get to Gauthier in a second. Let's finish up on this Jack Eichel thing. Uh, I, I, I pause just – I don't want to say relatively, momentarily, less than whatever those two are with, with the Jack Eichel thing. I'm still with you, and I think I still give the package up. I think it might take less than what you're saying. I think it's – there is – my antennas, my spidey senses were up when they signed Zach Jones. Now, I know they signed Zach Jones. We talked to Molly Walker on Monday – and it's been reported since by by Vince, also saying that they were afraid he was going to go to become a UFA, so they wanted to sign him early and burn a year. Totally understand, but that also makes me think: Hey, Zach Jones can't say no to be traded to Buffalo now. And listen, I'm, I'm sure Jackson, Zach Jones is a great player. Maybe he's going to be a Ranger the next ten years. I don't know, but that means he can't. He's he is now officially a piece that can be traded to Buffalo, who Buffalo cannot say: Well, this guy's not going to sign with us because. I have to tell you, I think a lot of situation, a lot of these prospects would maybe forego playing in Buffalo right now due to the situation. So maybe Zach Jones is part of that. Maybe it's less. Maybe they don't even trade Niels Lundqvist. Maybe Kraftstoff's not part of it. Maybe it's Nevich. Maybe Bouchnevich is the odd man out. I-, I do think no matter what happens in this situation, the Rangers are going to make an offer for Jack Eichel, and if they if the Buffalo Sabers don't say yes, they're going to have ba- they- I'm sure they have backup plans B, C, and D all ready to go for maybe lesser centers and then maybe extending Strom or Mika in the long run. But the package is going to be there and the two teams that are going to go after Eichel. And we know this for a fact at this point, pretty much is the New York Rangers and the Kings. I still don't see the Kings doing it because of their young center depth that they have. And maybe, and I don't think they trade Byfield at all for, uh, or, or even Turcott for, for Eichel at this point. And I'm very curious to see how this summer plays out. Cause as you know, everything's on the table, Greg.
1: Well, the other thing with the Kings is the Kings, aren't as far along in their rebuild as the Rangers Not even close. Are. The, no. Ran- the Rangers are there, or at least they think they're there, which is all that matters. The Kings, the Kings have more of an argument for rolling this over for one more year because a bunch of the kids still need to get some NHL ice under their feet before they can clearly say, all right, we're ready for the next step. Whether you think Alexi Lafreniere is having a good season or not, the fact of the matter is next year will be his second – full nhl season which is an advantage that he has over byfield Turcott, mm-hmm. and all the children in los angeles kaka will have three full years under his belt filipito will be entering year four there are a lot of things working in the rangers favor with timelines even for their young players that the kings just don't have so while i expect that the kings easily like you said could come close or top a package that the rangers offer the difference is the Rangers have more impetus to make the trade. And I think that will work in their favor when it comes to when it comes, when push comes to shove, essentially.
0: Yep. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about Gauthier and some other stuff. Tran. Is this? Hey, we're back. All right. So let's talk about Gauthier. Cause I, I, there's something else I want to bring up with him. Is he at this point in your mind? Cause he sort of is in mind the guaranteed Seattle pick. No, really.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I, I think he'll be I – don't, I don't see a scenario in which the Rangers protect
0: him. No, no, no. He will not be protected.
1: Would, would he be the guy I choose? Yeah, probably because, again, it's going to be him, Howden, Hayek, these kind of guys. Maybe but,
0: Rooney Blackwell. Yep.
1: Yeah, we live in a world where I'm – I mean, Clicks King himself said that he believes Lieber Hayek is having a good year. While I don't think that –
0: Lieber Hayek's had Larry a good Brooks, two
1: games, by the way. I will say that. I'm going to give
0: the kayak some credit. He's had a good even, last two games. There you go.
1: I'm not even. I'm not even sure I'll say that he scored <laughs> a goal. That doesn't mean he had a good game. Um, I'm not here. I'm not going to be here and and say stuff like uh, Larry Brooks is smarter than all of us because I. I mean, it, I, I don't believe that. But I also believe that someone with the mind of Larry Brooks that is not an unpopular opinion among the 200 hockey men circle. Now. We know that Seattle is pretty cutting edge when it comes to their front office. We know the people in there are very analytic savvy, and we have the reason to believe that maybe their processes are very different from that of Larry Brooks, but all it takes is one Larry Brooks in the room to say, we Hayek young defenseman with a hundred NHL games under his belt seemed to be coming into form as the season ended Maybe he's a guy that not only we select, but he maybe it's a piece we can dangle in other moves, blah, blah, blah. Would I choose Lieber Hayek over Julian Goche? Absolutely not. I don't think a lot of the statistical community in which follows the New York Rangers would also take Lieber Hayek over Julian Gauthier. But I also can't sit here and say that the percentage chance is zero. I, I, I think the other thing to keep in mind is that, you know, we don't, Talk a lot about from our perspective. It's going to depend on what the other twenty-nine players available from other teams look like too.
0: Yeah, that's. Will true. there
1: be more wingers than centers? Will there be more defensemen than wingers? Will. The Rangers be further down the pecking order in the
0: Seattle's mind. Oh, we are when it comes to getting the pieces that they want. My man, I like think the Rangers are the bottom of the barrel for Seattle. They're were the last thought on their list.
1: Well, I don't think last thought because I do think the Rangers' players are going to be young, which I don't think other teams. It's going to be the same case. But like, would would the presence of a James Van reemsdijk being made available by Philadelphia prevent Seattle from wanting to take Julian Gauthier? Like if. If you're shopping in the high-end district with the other teams and you're getting wingers with pedigree or defensemen with pedigree, I think it then changes the calculus a little bit to what you get with the New York Rangers. So some of it is, all right, who's the best player available the Rangers are going to make available? I think it's going to be Julian Gauthier. But if you and I were doing it, I think you and I would just – literally choose best player available from every team. If you end up with 12 centers, we'll figure not it a out a bad problem to have. You can trade them away later. Yep. Uh, but maybe Seattle sees the first half of their expansion draft as best player available. And then it's best value from there in terms of, all right, we have some positional need. We have some other organizational needs we need to meet. Do we want to go in this direction and get someone who might be a little less valuable in the vacuum than the other but helps us build that depth we need in order to get to our end goal in our first season it's it's a balancing act right now and i think until we see exactly who is going to be, be made available from every team it would be us continuing to say that julian Gauthier is the best player that's likely to be made available by the new york rangers but again i Look, if they're, I can't sit here and say for sure that there won't be six other wingers better than Gauthier available in this expansion draft, which means do you want to take a forward that wouldn't likely have a hard spot in your lineup on opening night from the Rangers, or would you rather take a
0: position... You can kind of finesse into your lineup a little bit more easily, right? Hayek is maybe more valuable just because of the position. That's interesting. I never, never maybe, really even I, maybe. I, Listen, I honestly, I know our former coworker Ryan Clark uh, had Hayek being like as the number one take for Seattle for a long time. It could still be yes, that.
1: I, sure, I, I think. Um, I, I think for us, for for the purposes of talking expansion draft, it's really hard to do it without. I think you and I can sit here and. Prothesize who will be made available, and I think that's as far as we can go. There will come a time when we will see every player exposed to Seattle, and then we can have a real conversation about all right, who are the Rangers actually in jeopardy of losing here? Until we see that list, though, we're kind of just saying who we think the best player available from the Rangers is going to be. And to that point, I'll be hard pressed to think of a better player the Rangers make available than Gogete.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it- I've come to the I I've I'm on this situation where I don't know what to make of Blackwell at any point. You know how there's just those seasons like remember Lee Stepniak? <laughs> I don't know why I don't The Great
1: The great Lee the Stepniak?
0: Yeah, but Lee Stepniak was, was good for the Rangers, and then he went to was it Carolina and he had like a twenty goal season for them? Or he was just out of nowhere, like Lee Stepniak was like, Holy shit, a, an, an offensive powerhouse. And maybe Blackwell's just having one of those like m- magical seasons where he gets all these goals and maybe next season he only scores like two or three. Like, do I really want to protect Blackwell? But he's like a – I think he's a really strong fourth liner for a cup-contending team. Like, I can't think of – how many fourth liners have we had in the past five years of doing this show you'd rather have than Blackwell? I can't think of many, if any at all. Well,
1: that, that that's not fair because the Rangers stopped signing plebs. They, they
0: stopped caring. You're right. Yeah.
1: It, as much as we love Tanner Glass, the human being, and the meme – he was useless on a fourth line. Cody McLeod served no purpose. (laughs) Michael Haley. I forgot what he did that made him valuable in the first place. Like the it's tough because the Rangers have transitioned rather recently to go from, all right, we need a guy that's going to throw bows on our fourth line to, Well, here's just a Jack of all trades, master of none that has some talent and we're just going to see what the fuck happens. Like, we would have had the same exact conversation if this was last year about Phil DiGiuseppe, because that's what Phil DiGiuseppe did for the Rangers in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. It's I, I understand there were points in this year where we were saying, I mean, you just can't expose Colin Blackwell and maybe the Rangers, maybe Colin Blackwell on his cheap deal is more valuable to the Rangers than he would be Seattle. So it's worth protecting him for not even going down that Avenue. Um, But if I'm Seattle, again, am I really going to take a journeyman winger who has found success in his first year with the Rangers, who's also going to be 29 next year, who has one year left on his deal before entering free agency? Right, that's not really. Am I going to take a guy like Julian Gauthier, who's 23? I have a restricted free agency, right? Contract control. Contract control. And is is the difference between Julian Gauthier and Colin Blackwell that Blackwell has been getting opportunity this season, where Gauthier has been in and out of the lineup, or is the difference, is it something else? Hey, you're you're rolling the dice a little bit there if you're Seattle by being like, I'm going to take the 29 year old who finally broke through has one year left on his deal, or I'm going to take the 23 year old who hasn't broken through yet has some flashes, but I need to get a little bit more seasoning and ice time with to figure out what's actually there. So it's
0: I guess part of that Blackwell too dude, is and- like what Seattle's philosophy is. Do they want to well, yeah, like Again, it, uh, but again, look- it,
1: also, it also comes down to who are the first 15 players Seattle takes before they even think about taking someone from the Rangers. It's it's fit, right? Mm-hmm. With, with the Rangers aren't a team. If, if the Flyers offer up Van Riemsdyk, if the Predators offer up Ekholm, if, uh, if like Brett Burns gets made available by San Jose, those are guys you take and then you fit pieces around them, right? Whoever they take from the Rangers isn't going to be the pinnacle of their draft philosophy whoever they take from the rangers will 100 be a systemic fit with whatever their approach is after they've made some big moves already so it, again it are, are we can sit here and debate as long as we want for as many weeks as we want leaving up to the expansion draft would you take goche would you take blackwell would you who's the best player the rangers going to make available who do you think would hurt the Rangers most from losing. We can have all these discussions. We can't really talk about the Seattle crux of this puzzle until we see the other names listed from other teams. And then I think you can get into it. Like, say Zach Hyman becomes available from Toronto. Zach Hyman is essentially a younger, better Colin Blackwell who maybe just needs more ice time to reach that next level that he's never going to get in Toronto because they have – nine higher-paid guys. Very curious to heat. see
0: what what Toronto does with the uh, Seattle Yeah, expansion.
1: so it's, it, it, it's difficult to sit here and say, like, there there are plenty of scenarios where Seattle might rather have Colin Blackwell than June and especially considering the year Blackwell has had. But there are equal scenarios where Gauthier will always be the most logical pick. And there are other scenarios where it's got to be Hayek because maybe they just want more, whether we think there's defensive upside there or not with Hayek. doesn't matter what we think. If Seattle thinks they can reach another level with a very young defenseman who has had a good amount of NHL experience under his belt already. It, I I need to know what Seattle is going to do with other picks, like the the knockdown no-brainer picks from other teams. Because the Rangers, we're not a no-brainer team. You're going to have to talk yourself into whoever you want to take from the New York Rangers, which, by the way, great position to be if you're a Ranger. You're, you're not going to lose anyone critical, and you're making Seattle's life hard. So you, you can just sit back and say, hey, whatever, figure it out on you. I'm not going to give you assets to avoid this player. Like we've, like we saw with Vegas and all that. Right. So good luck, figure it out. And uh, we're going to sit back here and keep all our fun little toys and you won't get any of them.
0: And that's our BSBOT. We'll be back with the flagship next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can, you can uh, sponsor us and support the podcast at patreoncom slash breakaway means the world to us. You can follow me on Twitter at Orion. Media. You can follow Greg at Bullshit's break. We'll be back next week. Love you guys. Bye. Ah! 2,500 feet! Time to pull our shoots.
1: 25? Did you hear you could save up to 25% off grocery store prices at BJ's Wholesale Club?
0: Did you say save up to 25% at BJ's?
1: Yeah, save up to 25% at BJ's!
0: Whoa, that's like saving up to (laughs) one-fourth of... That's gonna leave a mark.
1: BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. Shop today. Not a member? Go to BJ's.com slash simple savings.